0: everybody welcome to the hallmarkies podcast and we are really excited today talking with another hallmark writer we love talking with the writers i am film critic rachel wagner Jax is here
1: i beg to be here so thanks for having me yes
0: (laughs) and today we're talking with writer anna white anna thank you so much for coming back
2: thank you thanks for having me i'm really excited
0: yeah so uh, we were talking off air that we actually the last time we talked with you was the christmas season 2019 can you believe it
2: that was crazy and that was like i had just that was like my second year i think of writing these movies
0: Or oh, no it was july sorry july 2018 it was right uh, i think it was right after um uh sister of the bride
2: oh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's
0: crazy it
2: was like that was a flurry i had so many all at once um yeah
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just weird because like we keep in touch and you came on our, our patron watch along last year, uh, which is really fun. If people want to check it out, our patron group every month, we have a talent that comes on and we do a watch along or Q and a, and it's a really special uh, thing that you can do in any level of the patreon gets to take a part in it this month we are doing we have tracy andrean coming on writer extraordinaire as well um that we are watching her film uh once upon a prince and so it's it's a lot of a lot of fun but uh, we've got a lot of catching ups to do since 2019 seriously
2: yeah and, and then <laughs> and then the big the big plug is campfire christmas yeah coming july 16th i'll just keep (laughs) i'll just keep tapping it in
0: yeah yeah um
2: i don't know if anyone noticed but i'm wearing my this is camp evergreen this is the camp swag from the movie i Uh, love it the producer sent me it after they wrapped it says established 1930 which you'll hear about in the movie
0: Yes. I'm so excited about that. So oh, excited. that... oh, look on oh, the back. <laughs> I
1: always wanted summer camp swag because I never did a sleep away camp. Did oh. you I
2: I did it two summers. Uh, one summer I came back with a stomach flu and that's pretty much. What oh.
0: We had um, a camp with, uh, with church. Uh, oh. We had girls camp and uh, it wasn't my favorite it wasn't great <laughs> i didn't love it i don't it like, like sleeping on that. the ground even oh, to this you, day you didn't
2: even get bunks no get it was like tents. it was terrible oh that's not that's not fun camp right this movie is all about fun camp they stay in bunks and cabins it's great they're not sleeping on the floor in campfire christmas no not yeah. at all yeah not at all. no corbin blue and tori anderson are not sleeping on the floor <laughs>
0: Well, before we dive into that, okay. I want to find out. So how uh was uh, quarantine for you? What was that like?
2: Oh man, gosh. I know was, going back. Uh, really going back. Um it was okay. I live um, I live by myself and I hate cooking. So I tried to cook more and I just it just made me hate it more. Uh, <laughs> I I luckily um had two Christmas movies in 2020, so that kept me busy. I had a lot of, like, writing to do. They figured out a way. Um, the one on Hallmark was The Christmas Ring, um, and uh, it was, it was, that was interesting, and, and then I did one for Lifetime that year, Christmas Edition, and a lot of the discussion and the notes always ended up being uh, can we have less crowd scenes? And oh, right. made, you, made a, you made a 90 year old person. Let's make them 60 and have it be a video chat call because COVID. So right. it was, it was really interesting. Um, everyone and their mother sent me that tweet. Uh, I don't know if you remember that tweet that went viral that were like, Homework needs to do a COVID Christmas where two people right. end up in the same Zoom room by accident. And they fall in love. Like everyone was, was sending me that. And yeah. I was like, Look, the last thing I want to write about is COVID. Um, and I see homework as escapism. And so why would we why would we ever acknowledge the pandemic in any of these movies? That would
0: be super so yeah. depressing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like- uh, <laughs> it is funny when people send you those kind of things, like the whole um tweet with the guy who's like I don't want my girl to go back to the country uh, and <laughs> yes yeah, yeah yeah I'm like I must have gotten that 50 times at me least too, me
2: too me too oh my god it's it's you know but all that tells you is you know these are mainstream and even people who say they don't watch watch
0: right yeah uh, so you had been alternating between Christmas movies and killer cheer mom movies, <laughs> yes. and so I'm wondering how <laughs> how did that happen?
2: Um, well, the two things I didn't participate growing up were Christmas and cheerleading. So, <laughs> of course, that's all I get to write about. Um, no, I uh, I just. It's funny, It's uh, so one of the production companies that does a lot of the Christmas movies also usually does it um, some of the, the Lifetime thrillers.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And they asked me a few years ago, they're like, do you want to take a stab at one of them? And Bring It On is like one of my all-time favorites. So I was like, yes. Um, so it just kind of happened. It's funny, this is the first year I actually don't have a cheer movie. Um, kind of feels weird, but uh, <laughs> go back. You guys can watch cheer. I, let's see, The Secret Lives of Cheerleaders can't, Cheer Camp Killer, which should have been like a slasher, I didn't want it. No one dies in it, so I hate oh, the no. Cheer Camp Killer. It should be called. It was like Cheer Camp Obsession or Cheer Camp Secrets. Like it should be that, and then and then uh, Lifetime changed it, and and so and so if you the tweets of that night were like, wait, no one's getting murdered. I'm like, I get it. I would be bad if I was promised Cheer Camp Killer and no one died. That's like watching Friday the Thirteenth, you know? Yeah yeah um friday the third friday the third game with Fred. um yeah. no freddy's and nightmare on shoot never mind sorry i hopefully n- no horror fans are watching um <laughs> uh, and then uh cheer mom killer i was like if we're calling it cheer mom killer or killer cheer mom
0: killer cheer mom sorry that um, one i actually <laughs> watched because uh, because, uh, Randy Carter directed it and yes. he, uh, he did the Good Witch podcast with us. So I, I've did, got I, and I saw you,
2: I saw you had, um, drinks or a meal with him yeah. the other
0: day. <laughs> they're here doing, uh, they were here doing a lifetime movie, him and Peter Sullivan. And, yes. uh, yeah, we had lunch. So that was yeah. nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. I've done a, I've done a lot of movies with those two. Yeah. Uh,
0: they're
2: nice. They're good people.
0: hmm and it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, cheer mom.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was like, I hope she kills someone. And they're like, mm. and then I was like, well, at least let's have her have killed someone in her past.
0: Right. So
2: at least we got to work on it.
0: Yeah, we gotta love like a campy thriller with Denise Richards.
2: Oh yeah, she's I mean, great. Come on. Oh my God! Yeah, and she and because she was in Secret Lives of Cheerleaders, Leaders. and so when I went to set one day, she's like, Oh my God! Hi, how are you? And like. I think she actually remembered me and I was like, that was really sweet of her. Like, you know, so. <laughs> Shout out to Denise. She listens to the pod. <laughs> it's
1: her favorite podcast.
0: Do <laughs> you ever watch any of these thrillers, uh, Jax?
1: Um, I, and I'm sorry, I haven't. No, I used to, I, I did a couple of the reenactment shows on Lifetime right when I moved to New York. So I watched those, but I haven't actually seen any of the thrillers. But uh, I I need to get on it. I'm afraid. Yeah. I get afraid of scary things. She's not. Um. She's never even seen Scream.
0: Um,
3: oh no.
1: Or any of the like the third Friday the Thirteenth, Freddy the Elm Street. Uh, well, you were. I believed everything you were saying because. I-
0: <laughs> it's Jason who's Friday the Thirteenth, right? Jason. Jason, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. And then and then Freddy's film um,
0: street i i just started watching some more horror i'm very 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 slowly dipping my toes into that uh, world because i just feel like as a film critic i need to be open to all genres it was my
2: favorite is rom-com and horror what's that rom-com and horror are my two favorites yeah, like yeah. The end, so i'm yeah. glad you're i'm glad you're getting into both
0: yeah i watched the original halloween oh, so that good. was pretty good i like that i watched uh scream yes. and um and then this october for my blind spot i'm watching the first nightmare on elm street so that's gonna be that's gonna be good but uh, um,
2: do you watch stranger things yeah because stranger things like every season is basically like an homage to different 80s movies and this season four is like basically an homage to all the horror movies and it's yeah. so good
0: I heard it's really good. I haven't had time, but I heard it's really good.
1: Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes. So there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com.
0: Well, you had the Christmas ring, as you said, and I was curious because that year there were so many movies where it was a person finds some kind of thing whether it's a letter or a photo or ring or a bracelet or something like that. And then they like go on a journey trying to find the owner or whatever. And I was just curious, were you led at all in that direction? Did they ask you to write this or was it just sort of random that that happened?
2: No, that one actually was an original pitch that I came up with years ago that I finally got this company that no longer, uh, of dispersed but this production company um bought liked it bought it and 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 we pitched it to Hallmark um like two years earlier so I don't want to be like I I was on the (laughs) but um yeah I think it was just like one of those coincidences like when Armageddon and Deep Impact came out around this right it was just like that was or like you know uh was it Ants and Bugs Life like sometimes it just happens Mm-hmm. you know there's a collective consciousness and people like let's do ones where people find things and discover yeah. their journey
0: yeah so did I think you know yeah, yeah did you notice that Jax
1: yeah I mean that was the year that we were really like that was really, I mean I, I don't now it's like if Anna White has a movie I'm watching it other than that I like I'm very selective about what I watch on Hallmark but that was when we were like covering all of them and there there were a lot of those plots that year obviously and the Christmas ring is my favorite
0: yeah the Christmas ring was good, <laughs> good some am. of the others were a little dry I'm not gonna lie there were some rough ones yeah Rachel yeah. There were. <laughs> I was like I just don't care about this thing um but with this one I mean you must have been excited to have David Alpay
2: oh yeah and he was actually the last minute um, oh really yeah the um without naming names or giving too much insider or the original person cast actually broke some covid protocols and so they oh. switched them last minute i'm uh, always so worried i'm gonna see something that gets <laughs> forever fired from Walmart.
0: that's okay nobody listens to this podcast so don't okay. worry about that um but yeah i mean to have Nazneen Nes- and Dave yes. pay casey manderson had a great cast
2: yeah yeah definitely I mean and that one was I didn't obviously get to go to set at all for that one because of COVID but um they uh neither did the producers so they streamed while they were shooting it so I got to basically watch set all day on my computer oh my gosh like you know like video village was basically broadcast to me and the producer which was really cool Um, so
0: you got to see the dailies basically
2: yeah basically I got to see the dailies live which was good because there's a few times I was like um in the background there there's a bikini shop and there's a huge picture of a woman in a bikini. And I don't know if that's a Christmas and B Hallmark and no one else caught it. And they're like, Oh shoot. And so they had to cover it. Um, <laughs> that was my contribution to watching.
0: Where was it shot?
2: Uh, In Canada. That was in Vancouver. Uh, I don't know if it's was...
0: They had yeah, a bikini shop in Vancouver. <laughs> that's funny.
2: <laughs> I mean, everyone, they saw them everywhere, I
0: think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well you also did the christmas edition yes a lifetime that year
2: yes yes
0: and uh you got to have marie osmond in that one did yeah. you, Did you know you were writing for marie osmond
2: see did i know it at the time i don't think so i think that was after i didn't know any of the that was another one where a few of the leads actually switched out last minute because of COVID stuff so oh really uh, yeah uh
0: does that happen a lot?
2: It happened a lot in 2020. It doesn't I don't think it happens a lot anymore. Because uh-huh. um, I think now people know more and how to deal with it. And it doesn't last as long and people aren't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, COVID yeah. is so tricky now with these movies. Um, no, but Maria Osman um, is, well, Peter Sullivan directed that one and he's directed her and other ones before. So I think he was like, oh, because whenever like you have the character of like the boss, it's usually like, Two or three day shoot for that person, so they can like stunt cast a good name.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, so I'm, sh- I think he he might have had her in mind the whole time.
0: Well, she had been in a previous one with Rob Mays
1: that I wrote, I think. Wait,
2: oh, you did? did,
0: I-, did? I don't remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just taking credits for ones that you haven't written. You like- that was- me too. <laughs> also.
0: <laughs> um, but she no, basically- you're right.
2: I didn't write that one. I didn't know that was the road trip one with Marcia. Yeah. One. I, and I she
0: basically know. played herself in that one That's i forget right. what it was called
2: so i never wrote. i didn't write that one but peter directed <laughs> both of those so peter's the connection between the two and he brought marie osmond
0: okay the road home for christmas is what it was called
2: yeah, i did not write that one
0: <laughs> writer cassie doyle full credit <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah she basically she played herself basically in yeah. that one but in the christmas edition she was this like crazy boss which must have been fun to write
2: yeah she was like a corporate um like a a hearst i I know that was like back in the day but a conglomerate a news media conglomerate conglomerate boss. sorry yeah
0: like a real diva yeah 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 yeah
2: always fun to write
0: those (laughs) all right well this year this last year you had a picture perfect holiday
2: yeah also on
0: lifetime yeah and uh this one was fun i have to admit lifetime had a bit of a rough season last year
2: you know it's funny as i didn't watch that many of the other ones but i know their ratings weren't as good i think
0: yeah their their plan to do a movie every day did not work
2: that's the problem you can't oversaturate you know and it takes away it makes things less special like so Christmas isn't every day because yeah. then we wouldn't have Christmas, right?
0: Even we couldn't cover them all, like, and we we usually do. We we covered almost all of them, but not all of them. I, and I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed this one. I thought this one was was good. You know, it's kind of that whole idea of the two people stuck in the same environment. Yeah. And, uh, that,
2: that yeah that one was that one was fun because basically peter came to me and he was like it's two people who rent the same airbnb yeah come up with the come up with the rest of the story and um and we kind of talked about it and i realized like we've never done we've never seen a christmas photography retreat don't know if they exist but i know we've never seen one um so that kind of came to be so i learned a lot about photography in um in my google research and then and then I was able to do a whole B storyline with um, the lesbians who want to get engaged on this retreat. So oh that
3: yeah, was, that
0: was cute. Yeah,
2: that was really fun, and that was, mm-hmm. um, and the, the way they decorated the bridge where they did the proposals is so pretty. And I got to be there. I got to be on that shoot the whole time because I was shadowing Peter, uh, learning, learning how to direct.
0: Oh, that's fun. Is that something you're going to dive into?
2: I hope so. I definitely, I definitely want to. I, I think it's a, um, like a power control thing because it's so hard sometimes when you write these scripts, then just hand them off and be like, okay, here, now it's, now it's your child. I guess I'll just be over here in the corner, even though I've lived with this for months and I know exactly what it should be.
1: Um, but I know like collaboration is, you with ultimate power though. You'll use it responsibly. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, and, and one
2: of the things I've, I mean, like, um, one of the cool things I think being on set was watching how much, how hard the crew works and how collaborative it is. And that's what I'm really excited about because, um, I'm not, I'm not a dictator by any means, but it was really interesting. Like they'll ask you a question and the director has to know the answer like this and like, and they, and they have to trust them. And and, but then you have to also listen and be like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that instead. And like, um, I, I don't know. I learned a lot. I learned a lot and, and and took a lot of notes. I filled a whole notebook with those. Um, and then I got to direct some of the establishing shots that were in the movie for like three seconds.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cause I, I would be nervous about, am I getting the right like shots? Am I doing like, there's so many yeah. things you have to know to be a director.
2: Yeah. No, I, wow. I don't. I have a I still have a lot to learn. So yeah. this, is I hope my, get um,
0: it.
2: this is my book from Ken Kwapis wrote this. It says, but what I really want to do is direct. Good
1: book.
0: That's cool. <laughs> and <Anna, sighs> can we
1: ask you about Christmas CEO? Because I feel like you have a fun story from that. Oh, yes. So that so then then says so Christmas CEO. Oh,
2: man. Um, that was in development. first of all, that was in development for a long time because that was like a joint effort with Muse and Build A Bear and it was too many cooks in the kitchen and whatever. Uh, and so like a few weeks before production, we kind of changed the entire story. Whatever. It and, and then and then before I get to the good part, I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna say something that like was on Twitter that night and people were like, why would she, why would this character leave a successful job? to go start a new company just for the guy. And people were really upset about that. And I totally understand. What I just want to say is, in the, in the script, it is kind of an evil company that uses terrible plastic, that has lead paint, that does all this terrible thing because it cares more about the profit, that their toys break right away. And I had to last minute take all that out because Bill a is like, we can't have a large company looking bad. Okay. So I just, I just want to say that because everyone's like, wow, I can't believe she left a successful career for a guy. What, what's, what, oh,
0: God,
2: <laughs> what a terrible message. And I just like, I was on, I was reading that on Twitter. It's like, I know. And then, <laughs> so anyways, I'm, I'm glad I could re- set the record straight here.
0: Um, no, that's good.
2: Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's so funny. So they, uh, so that was with Muse Canada, who I love, uh, Jesse and, uh, Oneida are the producers there and they're the ones who did Campfire Christmas too. Um, they're amazing and I love them. Uh, none of that was their fault. We all, they helped me figure out how to, how to deal with Builder Bear. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, Oneida calls me. She's like, so we got, um, Paul Green. And I was like, "What?" And she's like, oh, you know who he is? And I, let me tell you, Rachel, I know who Paul Green is, because <laughs> in 10th, tenth, in tenth, okay, so when I was growing up, I collected LL Bean catalogs. I don't know why, I just, I love the pictures. I love that they were always on a dock in flannel with a golden retriever, and everything looked right and perfect in Maine to this day. I've never been there, but in, in my mind, it's paradise, and I hope to one day have a little cabin in Maine. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Paul Green before his acting career was a print model. And um, I thought he had a great shape face. I just loved, I loved everything about his um, bone structure. And I, so I had, so I had all these catalogs. So anyway, so in 10th grade, we had to do this art project, like a Christmas card, uh, print ink thing. And I was like, well, I'm going to use a picture from an Ella Bean catalog. And I used one with, it was Paul Green petting a dog in, in the trees. And so I used it and I made a whole ink print, whatever. But when you stare at it, when you stare at a picture so long, you, it really comes in, like it, it burns in your brain. So then uh, a few years later, I think I was in college and all of a sudden I saw him on a toothpaste commercial and I was like, oh my God, that's the L.O. Bean guy. And then like a few years after that, I saw I was like, he was on like that show bitten in Canada. I was like, oh my God, the LO bean guy's having this great <laughs> career. And then he took off in homework. And I was like, you know what? We both, we both knew, we both knew yeah. um, that LO bean is a straight, is just like just like yeah. a you know, a gateway drug to um that. So um, it was That's really so funny,
0: funny because we were just covering sex in the city and and they mentioned uh, when they were talking in one episode they were talking about like the ultimate Studley guys and they mentioned l bean
2: models yes oh my god well, it's, there was um and there was this great blog for years called my l. l bean boyfriend or something I don't know who but they but this person who would take a, an l. l bean picture of a model and then write like just like a description of like, uh, Jack asked if I wanted to go down to the lake today, he packed a perfect picnic. And like, it was just these pictures with these little captions of like the perfect boyfriend. And, right. um, and it was really funny. And it's, and um anyway, so when I found out Paul Green, I was really excited. I told Oneida and Jesse, the producers, the story. They of course passed it on to Paul. <laughs> And they signed. They uh, they gave me a signed LLB Bean hat, and he says like, "May all your Christmases be white." And then, and then I got to go on his podcast for <laughs> a little bit later. And um, yeah, that's so. I was like, that's just a, a random, funny. You never know if anyone mm-hmm. collects magazines anymore. You might be working with that person 10, 15 years. From yeah,
0: there. it's true. Don't burn any bridges.
1: Don't <laughs> burn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i feel so like well.
1: paul green is like the perfect person for that to happen with because i think i'm sure he's so genuinely flattered and touched and oh yeah yeah about it.
2: <laughs> i it's funny because i was like he he told me his cat's name is kismet so of course i mean it's the perfect person for that to happen with. yeah
0: uh-huh.
2: yeah no, so when right.
0: we did the watch along you told us this before it had even been announced you told us about butlers in love <laughs> and we were so excited and i really enjoyed it i thought it was very cute uh that just must have been a fun project you got the, you got that idea
2: um they actually so it was that's another one where they give me like a few sentences and they're like go write this but it was um a completely different premise um which i actually think again if, as long as hallmark people don't watch this um the original premise worked a lot better it, it, Rachel you can tell me what you think so the original thing is it's more of like an undercover boss story and it's like an heiress has to is sent to butler school to learn to appreciate um the hard work oh okay right and I think that makes more sense and
0: yeah
2: um the executive on the project left to go to another network and it got shifted around and the new executive who did it was like no let's have her just be an aspiring butler and I was like, I don't know if that's relatable. Like, um,
0: luckily, well, you know- I mean, I, I again, I enjoyed the movie. Though, what I, I, I was fine with her wanting to be a butler. The part that was a little bit less believable to me was that his parents would be devastated that he didn't pursue a career as a butler in 2022. I mean, it seems a little ridiculous
2: but they, to me. But it's been their family's been doing it for hundreds of years. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I don't know. That was the part that was a little tougher for me to buy. That's funny. The, that, part uh, I had, that part I had no It's <laughs> <laughs> like, come oh. on. These parents, they really gonna care that their son isn't becoming a baller? <laughs>
2: come on. Family business. It's like the it's like, you know, that that the 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 kid yeah. not being a lawyer, the kid not being but it's I mean, the good thing is butlering does make like six or seven figures if you're uh-huh. in the right place. So it, it is an aspirational career, but not yeah. to the common person. So a lot of tweets that night were like, who would want to be a butler?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and some people had issues with the ending. I didn't have a problem with it. I was fine with it because I think it's okay to have like a new dream. and you you get there and then she realizes oh this is not what i really want i don't think there's anything wrong with that
2: it was it was a lot more in the script and it got really trimmed down so it's really confusing but there's a thing called hotel butler so basically she becomes a hotel butler which means she still gets to use all her butling but she's closer to home and she gets to work with the guy she loves and it's not and it's not it doesn't take up her entire life and i feel like they. you know, again, I have no, the director, this is what I want to direct. I they, they trim and they edit things, and then when you see the movie, people are, like, confused or get the wrong idea. They're like, wait, what, where is she working? What is that? And, like, because th- there's scenes earlier where they go to the hotel and they take a tour and they learn about hotel buttling, and that got snips so Oh,
0: scary. yeah. yeah. So,
2: That was, um, so I totally understand. I totally understand people's problem because the ending was really confusing, but she doesn't give up butlering. She gives up butlering that takes up her entire life. And yeah. yeah.
1: Do you Uh, feel like, Anna, that it's a stressful thing being a writer because things that you have nothing to do with, people attribute that to being your choice or your decision? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's
2: very, it's hard. That's, I mean, I think that's the driving force of why I want to direct what I write. And it's so funny because all these producers and are like, "Oh no, no! You should first direct something you didn't write." And I was like, "But I don't have an interest in that. I want to <laughs> direct. I want to. I want to live with an idea from the beginning to the end. That that's yeah. what excites me. That's what I find fascinating." And I think they're worried that I'm going to be like married to every word of the script or whatever. And and that was something that was really helpful shadowing a director is learning. Like, I, I, I'm not. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I, these aren't my like. This isn't my swan song opus. I'm not hoping i win an Oscar with these movies. I don't, I don't mind if we change or trim, but but th- but as a writer, I'll know, hey, if we trim this, this part won't make sense. So let's just add a line here. And then like that, that I think is really helpful to have a writer direct because they know if you cut something, which you have to, because these things always go long and whatever, then you know what to cut and what not to. And um, anyways, I feel like I'm on a soapbox uh, Because I've had this conversation with a lot of producers who are like, I don't know if we we want you to direct your first movie that you
0: write. (laughs) When you see the dailies and you see like, oh my gosh, they're doing something different. Like, can you say to them, like, I really don't think Mm -hmm. this is a good choice or?
2: It really depends on the producer and the director. And Uh um, some no, I will say this one, Camp Evergreen, I'm sorry, it's called Campfire Christmas. It yeah, takes place at Camp Evergreen. Um, David, the director, was so sweet, and I got to go to set for a few days, and he was um, so collaborative, and that made me feel so good. And like, there's, um, it's tricky because there's um, flashbacks to when the the it the, takes place, you know, present day. It's a reunion, so you kind of see the kids when they were sixteen um, at the camp, and uh, it wasn't matching performances as the adults and like i told david and i gave him some suggestions and he was so open to it um which was really cool so uh that i felt and I, that one the the producer's like oh my god if you see anything tell me so it really just depends on the producer and the director
3: we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast.
1: By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group.
3: You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast.
1: And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch alongs with stars like Paul Campbell natalie hall and more
3: it's as low as two dollars a month to join in and become a special part of the hallmarkies family
1: please consider and we will love you forever
3: go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies
1: that's patreon.com slash hallmarkies yeah well what speaking
0: is. of campfire christmas let's talk about it so yes! this is so exciting not only is this a, a Christmas in July film and they're having three this year which is unheard of uh, but this is like literally a Christmas in July movie
2: yes it's- and that's oh, what oh Christmas my god I wish, I wish they would market this this is the first ever hallmark Christmas in July movie that takes place in July yep. about Christmas in July so the yep. other two movies premiering are December Christmas movies right okay. right I didn't write those. I right. wrote the first ever Christmas <laughs> in July movie. And I really like, I just like hopefully as it gets closer, they'll promote that fact more. But so far they haven't. Um, so yeah,
0: it seems like a missed opportunity to me.
2: Oh my god, he, and it makes me wish we called the movie uh Christmas in July, because then then you really can't miss mistake it as as a as a regular Christmas movie. Yeah. So um yeah, so I, I spread the word. This is the first ever Christmas <laughs> in July movie. And it's and it's funny because this one, um, well, I, I, don't, I can tell you a little bit how it came to be. Yeah,
1: please.
2: Um, uh, so Oneida, again, the producer at Muse Canada, um, was reading, I think, one of those magazines, like Southern Comfort or something, about this camp that started the Christmas in July tradition. It's a real camp in North Carolina and um they celebrated Christmas with the campers in July and she's like this is a movie there's a movie somewhere in it and I was like definitely and so I came up with a pitch and I was like I think it should be more of an ensemble I think it should be like a a fun camp movie or whatever and they're like well let's let's pitch it I was like this has to take place in the summer and they're like we agree but let's pitch it in case we have to do it as a December Christmas movie I was like okay and luckily um Jen Kramer, who I pitched it to, was like, oh yeah, this is a summer movie. This is a Christmas in July movie. So um, yeah, it was really fast. I finished, I pitched it in December. I had to write it in like January and February and we just shot it in um, end of April. So this was one of the quickest uh, ones ever. Um, But uh, yeah, and it's just, it's just exciting because finally a Christmas in July movie that takes place in Christmas in July. Just going to keep saying that
0: yeah yeah so when did you start it again
2: so i pitched it december i started writing it in january and then like february and then tweets in march and then they shot it in april
0: well how did you get the idea did they say we want a christmas in july movie
2: no so they uh they they said oh let's do a movie based on th- this camp the summer camp because you read the article uh oneida and then um and then I was like, I came up with a pitch that could work for either summer or Christmas. And then, and then they agreed, Hallmark agreed it's better as a summer movie.
0: That's cool. That's, yeah. It was a very good idea. It's very smart. Thank you. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh,
2: shout out to Oneida at Muse Canada because she was the one who found the article about this real summer camp that celebrates Christmas in July. So,
0: uh-huh. so it's about this Christmas camp.
2: Okay, so yeah, so it's, this, it's basically this this Christmas that started Chris in nineteen thirty. Uh, this camp, this summer camp, and every year they celebrate Christmas in July, and you'll find out why in the movie. Um, and so it's about basically the camp's closing, and so they're doing one final Christmas in July reunion, and um, Tori Anderson, who's the lead, is the daughter of the owners of the camp. So it's her great grandma who started the camp. So, um, and she of course has a group of tight knit friends who she met at camp and they've stayed in touch. But of course Corbin Blue is her camp boyfriend from back in the day. And there was a terrible breakup and she hasn't seen him in quite some time. So she's, uh, she's hoping he doesn't come and he might, he might be at the Christmas and July reunion. Um, and then, uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, um, plays Beckett, who has, who, that was one of my favorite storylines, is his camp, right, his camp theater rival, um, they both have to put on the pageant, the one last pageant together, and he finds out, well, you'll see, I don't want to give anything away, but there might be a Mm -hmm. nice little B-story love story there.
0: Nice. Well, I'm excited, because they- did a movie the christmas camp uh which was also christmas in july a couple of years ago and it was terrible and so we need redemption oh,
1: to- wait, Rachel, what was that one i think it wasn't i think i didn't even like
0: it it was so bad it was basically like they it wasn't even a camp it was like you get to come and walk our dogs for us and, oh yeah and like do chores around camp like it it was this looks like it actually has some magic and some fun activities and things like that
2: oh well one of the coolest things was coming up with activities that were christmas but also summer camp
0: yeah 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 um,
2: you'll see them play capture the wreath okay they have a snowball fight and the snowballs are water white water balloons clever so so it's like um a lot of like that was really fun because it's like how do you do christmas and summer um, yeah uh,
0: and yeah that's cool that's good yeah um all right well we're excited for it we have our fun silly questions and since we have a christmas in july movie coming up we are going to give you the christmas version okay. holiday version and
3: i'll give you the christmas in july answers
0: yes all right <laughs> we'd like to take
3: a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the Hallmarkies March store Are you looking
1: for that perfect gift for the postable Hardy or Hallmarky in your life?
3: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check
1: out the Hallmarkies merch store.
3: Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more.
1: You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more.
3: And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more.
1: Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love.
3: There are frequent sales, so go to teepublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description.
1: That's teepublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies.
3: First question, what is your favorite holiday drink?
2: Well, let me do a plug for this Christmas July movie. They drink frozen eggnog in the movie. Oh, clever. I've never had it because I'm not a huge eggnog person, but um, they do have frozen eggnog. My favorite holiday drink, and if someone, I hope one day does an edit of all my movies because hot chocolate is pretty much mentioned in almost all of them. And like some of them is like, so almost every other line is hot chocolate. Right? <laughs> and, like. Um, So that's probably definitely one Um, uh, gingerbread latte is coming up in another movie that I I can't talk about yet, but um, it's, that would probably also, as long as it's not too sugary, you never, you don't want these
1: drinks to be too sugary, but um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you had the frozen
1: hot chocolate serendipity in New York? It's so good. No, I haven't. Anna, you missed. You and Rachel have to come at the same time and I'll take you guys there. It's so good. I, I want to go there so I, serendipity is one of my favorite movies too. Oh, I love it. It's so good. So good. Oh. So magical. We have another one for you, Anna. Favorite holiday cookie or treat? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know why
2: this is so hard. Because I, I feel like I get treats too much. Um <laughs> Like, I feel like, like, obviously in, 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 in a picture-perfect holiday, they had donuts with red and green sprinkles. And that would, if that counts, because I just love donuts so much. Mm -hmm. Um, also another great moment to plug, um, uh, Buche du Noel is mentioned in Check into Christmas and they mispronounce it the entire movie. Um, so just,
0: Oh really? That's funny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you've been directing it, they exactly. would have. She was like, Bush to Noel. I was like, Is Bush to Noel? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I guess, I guess that's, I don't know. Donuts, my mom, donuts, my mom, my mom, donuts. And my mom does this Christmas exchange, um, with neighbors and friends each year, and they always have really good Christmas cookies. So,
0: uh-huh. so what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh my
2: God. I mean. I don't want to go right into all I want for Christmas, but that comes on and I'm like, yes. I also love, um, oh my god, the one I jam out to the most, and I have on my, I have like a Christmas writing playlist, and I think the first one up is Underneath the Christmas Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm not gonna sing it because people tell me I'm tone deaf, but it 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 just like it gets me in the mood immediately, and then oh. um, and then the Mean Girls Jingle Bell Rock scene if you need a if you need to watch something.
1: Now, what about favorite Christmas movie? You could pick one of your own if you want, but you don't have to. Um,
2: when I was a kid, it was probably jingle all the way. Um, oh. But my favorite Christmas. God, I should have like had this prepared. I didn't have this prepared. because I feel like there's one that I'm missing. I, I, like
0: it's a wonderful life or
2: I, I mean like Christmas
0: Carol or
2: um i'm gonna count because it takes place over the course of a year and it covers all the holidays i think it counts but um you've got mail
0: ah so yeah you
2: have a great christmas yeah. uh, chunk of the movie um yeah. and that's just one of my favorite rom-coms of all time
0: me too it's one of my favorites all right which do you like better scrooge or the grinch
2: scrooge he's british <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: Clear lights or colored lights? Clear.
2: Classy.
0: Very good. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman?
2: Well, speaking of Christmas in July, I think it'd be really fun to be in a summer snowball fight with water balloons. (laughs) Just plug in the movie a little bit. Um, But uh, I like, I like building snowmen. I think that's, it's very, um, I used to do ceramics, so that feels adjacent.
1: Well, if you used to do ceramics, I think I might know the answer to the next question uh, because you're good with your hands. So are you a good gift wrapper or not a good gift wrapper?
2: Oh, I'm actually, this is really weird, but I'm not a perfectionist when it comes to gift wrapping. So if it it covers the gift, it's good enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Uh, (laughs) I try to get it done at the store.
0: All right, last question. What is your uh, ugliest Christmas sweater, or do you have an ugly Christmas sweater?
2: I have. Can I go get it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Ooh, she's her prop. What do we have? This is my uh, Central Perk.
0: Oh my gosh. Sweater.
2: And this is my Beauty and the Beast. Ah, uh, that's it's kind of great. Funny now with the colors, but it has like little okay. hair. These are the te- these
1: are my teeth there.
0: Very good very good you're
2: dipping into all sorts
1: of fandoms there oh my (laughs)
2: god i'm a fan of so many things
0: well you answered all the questions you gotta keep making christmas movies
2: (laughs) thank you thank thank you
0: so where can people follow you on social media all that fun stuff
2: yeah um instagram at anna s white uh twitter i think there's dots in between oh no there might be dots between on both because it because if you read it all at once, it's like Anna's white, but my middle, oh, okay. name, and that sounded weird. And I was like, no, no, my middle initial is S. Um, it's not, anyways, it, it sometimes it's hard when you're on the phone with those like uh, people who are filling out your information and you spell out the email and you'll know, be like, A-N-N-A without
1: saying
2: okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, your email is Anna's white. And I'm um, like, no, no, Anna S. White. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think it's anna.s.white on Instagram. Okay.
0: Anna's we'll All in the description, so I'll check that out. Are
2: you gonna yeah. live tweet the movie, Campfire Christmas? Uh, yes, I definitely am. I'm gonna try to do East Coast, I guess. I feel like that's when the most people are on Twitter. Because I've, I've done West Coast before, and people are like, old news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we thought,
0: we, we saw tweeted that. it. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Jax, how can people find you?
1: at Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram.
0: Great. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure you're following the podcast, all pod and all podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps us a lot. Uh, five stars. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group, like we talked about, where you can have fun watch alongs with people like Anna and uh, our merch store. So check that all out and uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.